All right, all right. Boom, baby. Welcome to the Rising Up Mentality, a podcast designed to help build breakthrough mindsets that have you becoming more, doing more, and ultimately giving more. I'm your host, Jeff Reiser. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring stories of adversity that have led to success and breakthrough, along with leadership and mentorship from real people relating to ways you can begin rising up against circumstances and obstacles in your business and personal life. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the Rising Up Mentality, episode number seven, where today my incredible guest that you're all going to want to hear from is not with us. She rescheduled, and that's completely okay. She's coming next week. You guys are going to absolutely love her in full transparency. I wasn't sure really what I was going to talk about today, but taking that step back and starting to just think about everything going on in 2020, kind of where we started and how things really started to, to you know, start off really strong in 2020, and then quickly everything came to this halt, and how many people you know, simply gave up or tossed in the towel, uh, maybe simply just accepted the position that they're in and, and simply felt like, this is just where I'm going to remain until things get better. If that's you, then what I share with you today is is specifically for you. Maybe your year started off really, really strong, and then you had that short shift in in mental health. Maybe you had a damn hemorrhoid for the first time. Maybe you had a a couple kidney stones uh, that led to surgery to being removed, to having a camera shoved in your penis while you're awake and no numbing medication. Uh, with a a stent that you had to pull out yourself three days later. And and fortunately, had some help with that. Uh, And then had your gallbladder and appendix out because they found some things during that procedure. That's how my year started, right? If that's how your year started, this is for you. Um, And and that hemorrhoid absolutely sucked. (laughs) Not as bad as pulling that stent out, but it sucked. But... You know, that's how my year started. Now, I normally don't share those super private things with people, but I wanted to give you some insight that each and every one of us are dealing with something completely different. And it's not up to us to take a stance and judge based on how people are reacting to what 2020 is doing. Even if it seems like everyone has their four walls, you know, four walls perfect, uh, I can tell you that they don't. And I can tell you this much. I call these rising up moments, right? What are we going to do to make a change? Shifting that mindset that there's no way 2020 is going to defeat me. Whether you're going through financial hardship, some sort of business hardship, maybe some grief, it doesn't matter. Shift that mindset to how can I start rising up in this particular situation? How can I rise up in this particular season? And how can I embrace the process or how can I learn to embrace the process through something called amor fati, Latin for Love of fate, right? Understanding and believing everything that we go through is absolutely necessary. Not looking back, not looking forward, being present, being in the moment. And what can you do in that moment or in that season to start rising up and moving forward? So what I'm going to talk to you about today is something called letting go of the coconut and how we cling to an unsatisfactory way of life, how we get caught up in self-pity, how we get caught up in our past. So it leads us to being embarrassed to, you know, how far along we are in life or um, the things that we haven't accomplished yet. We get embarrassed by those types of things. I want to release that mindset for you today. Even if you feel like you're doing everything right and you're still getting your butt kicked in 2020, you're going to find a way to find meaning in 2020. And I don't mean a negative one. Right? For me, there was this huge blessing in, in having this kidney stone that led to finding some other things that needed to be taken care of that showed no symptoms. But it goes beyond that. Right? I keep, people, keep hearing people. They want to speed up 2020. They wish that 2020 was already here. I want to talk to you today about switching that mindset, slowing down, finding the meaning of 2020 and making something of it. 
instead of sitting back in, in self-pity. So how many of you, you know, want something and you just cannot figure out why it's not happening? How many of you are embarrassed of who you are? It's okay to say yes to that. You, maybe you're embarrassed where you're at in life right now. There's been moments for me that I've been embarrassed where I'm at in life. We all worry about those things no matter what we're dealing with, right? We all want something, but not all of us are willing to, to make sacrifices or you know, trade-offs. So if you're looking for a shortcut, there's no such thing as a shortcut, right? Life is going to hurt. We're going to experience pain. We're going to experience grief. We're going to experience frustration. But it's the frustrations that we go through. It's the daily effort. It's the daily struggle. It's the daily adversity that we face. Those are the things, um, and, and those are, that's the fuel, right? That's the water that cultivates the life that we want. It's the, it's the things that cultivate the change that we want, going through the things that we go through. So you're either doing one of two things. You're either creating opportunity or you're just sitting back and disintegrating. But still people want to find a way to cling to this unsatisfactory way of life rather than make some difficult changes in order to get something better or to get the things that they want. And they cling to that mainly due to the fear of getting something worse than or ending up worse than they already are. And I think we're all facing that right now in one way or another, especially right now. We all have you know, specific desires in this uh, specific season. So maybe it's that better job that you want. Maybe it's better fitness. Maybe it's better relationships. Maybe it's just better health. There are certain things we're going to have to face to get to that next level. There are certain times we have to begin rising up with what we're facing. You know, I remember speaking on stage at AT&T just a few short years ago in front of about 15,000 people who were looking for more out of life. And I remember right before I walked out, and for those that know me, you know public speaking is not my thing, right? I had to work on that to get better at it. Right before I walked out, all of my nerves suddenly left my body completely. Partly because I believe so much in myself, right, from, from doing the work. I believe so much in my message and so much in what I wanted to share that even if I fumbled my words, even if I fell, I knew it was going to make a difference in at least one person's life. And that didn't come easy. That came from a commitment to, to get better. And the things that I said on stage that day related to everything I always talk about, taking ownership of why you're in the position that you're in. And, and, and if I wanted to lead my children, it, you know, if I wanted to get the things out of life that I wanted, there were things that I needed to change. There was ownership that I needed to embrace. Um, and, and if I was not doing those things, if I was not adjusting the things that I was doing, if I stopped chasing you know, my personal dreams and stopped working towards the things that I wanted to become, mainly because maybe somebody else told me that I, I couldn't do those things or I couldn't achieve the things I wanted to achieve. How can I expect my kids to go out and, and chase their dreams and do the things that they wanted to do if I wasn't leading by example, right? We talked about learned behaviors uh, maybe an episode or two, two ago um, that they're going to ultimately do what they see. So if they see me sitting on the couch in self-pity because 2020 sucks, well, they're going to start believing that themselves. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. That's not happening in my home. So what do I suggest you do? What did I have to do? I had to actually burn the ships, meaning eliminate every single thing that was easy to retreat to when things got tough. You know, that's where generational legacy became really important to me and started to understand that I need to become more and I need to do more. And when I could figure those two things out, it wasn't until then that I could actually start to give more. So that legacy that I create goes on to impact uh, my kids' families. And then, you know, they learn those types of things that impact their families. And that gets passed on down the line because the truth is that people need you. People need us. Your friends, your family, um, your coworkers, people need you. So to become that person and, and, and to grow, 
it's going to take a little bit better vision on where you want to go. It's going to take a little bit more belief in, in, in yourself. It's going to take a focus on your actual weaknesses, making them stronger, taking some ownership in those things. So, you know, every single decision that you make is going to compound into something. You've probably heard about the compound effect. Um, it's a great book by Darren Hardy, but it's a, it's a compound effect basically means everything, um, everything we do, every decision we make will compound into something bigger, whether it's positive or negative, right? The decisions that you make today and tomorrow or the next day, they're going to compound and start building and blazing that, that path that you're going down. And it could potentially be the wrong path if you're making the wrong decisions. So if you're okay with where that's leading you, then don't change your path. Don't change your direction. But if you're not okay with that, then you have to do a couple of things. You know, Gary Vee says this all the time. Do an audit of your inner circle. Eliminate some people in your life. That could be burning the ships. That's what I'm talking about. Start focusing on some trade-offs. There have to be trade-offs. There have to be things that we're willing to give up. Um, there are things that you have to let go that you may even value the most. And honestly, that is the one thing that I think holds most people back. They're not willing to let go of the past. Things that they think are of value, but are holding them back. And they allow those things to define them. So ask yourself that question. Are you willing to give up the things uh, for a chance at doing something bigger than yourself? Because we can all add something to our life. We can all take away something from our life. We can all you know, exchange something we have for something we don't. And those people that are, you know, seem to have it all together, that's their secret. They know when to do which one of those three things. So we all make trade-offs in life all the time. It just comes down to if we made the right trade-off or maybe we've made a bad trade-off. But remember this, that you know, we may not always get what we want, but we always do get what we choose. That quote was read to me about a year or two ago, and uh, it made me really think. We may not always get what we want, but we always get what we choose. The difference between you know where we are and, and where we want to be, that's created by the changes that we're willing to make in our lives. Forget the instant gratification. Forget you know speeding up the process. Go back to what I said earlier. We don't always get what we want, but we do get what we choose. So what if we fail? So what if we fail a second time or a third time or a fourth time? Try again. When we make the right trade-offs, we're giving up part of ourselves for another part that's going to be better. And if that is a well-thought-out trade-off or a proven trade-off, it's going to lead to the things that you've been asking for because choices change us. Even bad choices can change us for the better. And if we use those as moments of growth, knowing that all growth happens in the valley, um, you're going to start moving forward. And if you want to reach your full potential, if you want to achieve those things that you desire, then you have to be willing to make some trade-offs. That's just the bottom line. Now, I know I told you we're going to talk a little bit about letting go of the coconut and, and how we cling to this unsatisfactory life. I know I'm going on a little bit of a, a tangent here, but I want you to hear another story before we get into that. A story I think is going to open your eyes a little bit. I have no clue where I read this story. I'm not sure if it's 100% true, but I think the analogy is great. I think you're going to be able to you know, relate to it. Here's a story. And you know, it's about a a young girl uh, that had a tiny seed, um, and she understood that you know this this tiny tomato seed had the potential to grow into a full grown tomato. Really simple concept that we all understand, uh, and we all know. Uh, you know, and we all know that you know a full grown tomato contains a lot of other seeds that potentially could go on to make a lot of other tomatoes. So just like you and I, we we have this potential to become whoever it is that we want to be. And help others along the way become more by planting our seeds of growth in those people to help them uh, become who they want to be. And we do that through our measures of faith or we do it through our talents. 
So in her words, she goes on to say, you know, this in the particular story, if all of those seeds from that one initial tomato that grew to its fullest potential were planted and grew more tomatoes, and then you went on to plant all of those new seeds, in just a few seasons, you would have millions of full-grown tomatoes. And then the second part of that story states that she almost actually killed her starter tomato plant only because she left it in this, you know, dark room for a few days and, and totally forgot about it. Now, what caught my, my attention with this story was more so her reaction and her long-term vision with it. She actually thought all of those millions of tomatoes that would never grow because she thought she had failed and allowed, you know, that one seed she planted to die. What she didn't realize was the plant was actually not dead. She just had to kind of cultivate it and give it some water. And, and before she knew it, you know, that, that plant started to grow more tomatoes. Here's where I'm going with that. Nothing is permanent. Again, you're either growing or you're going backwards or you're dying. There's no in between. We are exactly like those tomato plants. We need constant nourishment. We, we need a nourishing environment. We need to be around the right people. It doesn't matter how much potential you have. If you allow yourself to spend too much time in that dark room or around the wrong people, ignoring the opportunities that are offered to you, ignoring the opportunity to, to become more, hiding from the things that are trying to help you grow, you're going to rot away just like the tomato. Your dreams are going to die. And the lives that you were meant to impact never get impacted. The legacy you were meant to leave never gets left. The seeds you were meant to plant never have a chance to grow. So you can try on your own to grow. You can try on your own to change. No amount of willpower is going to do that for you, right? You can try to grind it out on your own. But the honest truth is you're only going to get so far. And you'll eventually be right back where you started. So you have to be in the right environment. You have to have the right morals. You have to have the right behaviors. And you need to be in a forward-moving action. doesn't matter how fast you go, right? So even if you feel, you know, right now that everything is going well for you, because some people are advancing in 2020, there still should never be a point that you've arrived at a specific destination. You should always be moving forward. There should never be a time that you no longer need constant nourishment or constant growth, even after you've had all of the motivation you think you need, all the money that you think you need, all the knowledge that you think you need. If you're not continuously being challenged or continuously rising up to another level, you're going to become stagnant. You're going to start to fall back. So if you're not creating an environment that, that supports all that uh, or supports everything that you've already achieved, that's where you become stagnant. And I don't recall the person that, that said this to me. So if it was you, uh, make sure I give you credit. But if you're, the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Do not become stagnant. The reality is, if you're still the same person you were a year ago, you're only holding yourself back. So Andy Frisella, which I love to follow, wrote this and it, and it resonated with me. Think about this. When was the last time you actually committed to something that challenged you? When was the last time you actually pushed yourself to exhaustion in a workout? When was the last time you really learned something? I'm talking about jumping all in, not just testing the waters. When was the last time you actually challenged yourself to be better? When was the last time you truly tried to master something and found growth with something? What's the point with that? Do something that you feel is tough or do something that you find that doesn't come easy. Do something where you can't predict the outcome because the, the, the more challenges you take on where you can't predict the outcome, the more confident that you're going to become, the more growth that you're going to experience. And I think the reason most people can't move forward with, with most things is because they need to know how things are going to turn out for them. Otherwise, they don't do it. It freaks them out. 
So we live these lives that are predictable. We, we cling on to unsatisfactory lifestyles. And then we stay in our comfort zones and we, and we never change because that's the easy thing to do. So we live really, really predictable lives and we don't take chances and, and we come like most other people. We just start treading water. We start, you know, we barely keep our head above water. Where no matter what we do, we just can't seem to get ahead, right? You're staying in one barely sustainable place. So here's a life preserver if you're barely keeping your head above water. Let go of the coconuts. This is what I was talking about earlier. How many of you kind of have that fear of, of total failure and you allow, you know, everything to hold you back. You allow all these chances that you want to take, um, fear holds you back. I can tell you this, that a lot of successful people that I know um, have had plenty of setbacks from, from their own decisions that, you know, uh, even myself have had, um, you know, suffered a lot of setbacks from the decisions that I've made. Some, some of those things that you're not even aware of. And the truth is that I've allowed that to control me for a really, really long time. And there's nothing in the world more important to me than my kids, than, than their confidence, than their, their future. But there I was, you know, the one that, you know, split up and, and fractured my kids' lives. And it was staring me in the face every single day, a decision I made that had the potential to affect them forever. And as you heard before, that decision today, I'm okay with. But do I let that one decision continue to hold me back? Do I let one, you know, decision decide my entire future in theirs? Do I let my, you know, those current circumstances control the rest of my life and, and let it control theirs? Absolutely not. I could, I could keep sitting there in self-pity. I could keep beating myself up. I could, you know, go drink it away with some, some drinks, go hang out with some friends and act like, you know, everything is perfectly fine, hide my emotions like everything was great. Or I could let go of all of that and, and face the reality of the situation. I could start dealing with the mess that, that no one else saw. So I began looking at all the positives that I had going on in my life, the kids and, and healthy, uh, healthy lifestyle, amazing career, amazing friends, but something was actually missing. I needed, I needed a positive community. I needed leadership. I needed to be around the right people. I needed other role models in my life that kind of went through what I went through and could relate to what I was going through at the time. And even though I recognized that I, that I needed that, the real question was, I willing to surrender the outcome? Was I willing to check my ego at the door? Was I willing to remove all those distractions and eliminate all my bad habits, also known as burning the ships? So I had really two choices there. I could change or I could not change. And if the answer was not changing, the legacy that uh, I wanted to build was never going to happen. And then generation after generation after generation was going to repeat the process. So letting go of the coconut, where's that come from? Here's a story that I read and, and I immediately related to. Um, it's, it happens in the Philippines where they love to trap monkeys. And they do it by just digging a hole, very simple concept, and, and they place a coconut in that particular hole. And when the monkey comes along that they're trying to trap it, the monkey actually reaches in, this actually happens, reaches in, grabs the coconut, and he quickly finds that his fist is now too big to pull the coconut back out. So guess what? He's trapped. And the only thing that monkey has to do is just let go of the coconut. But why doesn't he do it? What keeps that actual monkey from, from um, what, what keeps him clenching his fist? It's one thing. The same thing uh, you and I let control us. It's fear. That particular monkey's afraid of losing what he now has. So he keeps the coconut. He clenches onto that coconut because he's not willing to let go of it. He's not willing to let go what he, has, what he thought he gained. So the monkey loses his freedom. And guess what? He's trapped. And that was me for a really long time. I had to imagine that, you know, you're probably been in that situation as well. Or maybe you're currently there, especially right now, letting 2020 completely control you. You know, there was a time that um, I wouldn't let go of that damn coconut, also known as, as past decisions. 
And I think some of us are today hanging on to that coconut. But, you know, for me, it wasn't until I finally had that aha moment or again, that rising up moment where I determined I no longer wanted to hold on to that freaking coconut to lose my freedom. Because that's what I was doing, holding on to the past, right? Being embarrassed about where I was. So what prevents people from, you know, taking the risks they need to, to, in order to achieve the things that they want to achieve? What keeps those people, you know, stuck in the relationships that aren't working? What keeps them in those dead-end jobs that they, they absolutely hate? I think it comes down to letting go of the coconut, removing yourself from trying to predict the outcome and instead stop trying to speed through 2020, let it just happen and find meaning in it gets back to a more fati, right? I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to mention it again. It's a term that I have become very passionate about that was shared with me by my friend, Brandon Oshodan. Again, meaning that everything we go through is absolutely necessary and we have to love our fates, right? Not looking back and not looking forward. Just being thankful for the things that we experience, embracing the actual process. And, um, you know, somebody that said that is Marcus Aurelius, who is a, a Roman emperor uh, for, I think, about 19 years. And he lived with that mindset. And he would also go on to say that, you know, a blazing fire makes flame and brightness out of everything that is thrown into it. What does that even mean? I personally think it means that 2020 seems to be that blazing fire, right? Embracing the things that we go through, all the lows, all the valleys, all the burning fires. Those things are what make us stronger. Those are the things that make us more polished, and I think if we can embrace those as gifts rather than being stuck on allowing them to control us. So many great things happen when we let go. So many great things change when you overcome that fear. So many great things come on the other side of getting uncomfortable. And the greatest part of all of that is it's a choice for you. It's a simple decision for you to make. And it focuses on practice. And, and once you make that decision and, and, and mastering your craft per se, so that you're prepared as possible to, to make that jump into that unknown or take that leap of faith uh, so you can experience things on the other side of that so-called valley where all that growth typically happens. I already told you what's holding you back. Let go of the coconut, right? Before you can actually take that leap, before you can, you know, start swimming with the actual current instead of being, you know, held back or, or barely treading water, you have to let go. That's where things start to take control for you when you let go. No one grows, not even, you know, the, the people that have everything handed to them. No growth ever happens if we don't ever let go of that damn coconut. So I know this much, that we are all meant to impact the world in a positive way. And when we stop doing that, when we quit on ourselves because the road just gets too bumpy or we don't like the season that we're in, maybe it's just easier to, to be comfortable than, this, than our entire circle. The people we surround ourselves with become poorer because of it. And when you try to speed through 2020 because, you know, one thing after the other keeps popping up, your entire circle suffers. Again, people need you just like you need them. And the best use of your time is going to be pursuing your dreams, doing the work and, and creating whatever it was you were put here to do and impacting the people that you were meant to impact. Because time is a gift. You hear me say often that time is that one commodity that they do not make any more of. So if you want to binge watch Netflix, that's your choice. No one's here to fault you for that. No one's here to judge you for that. It's actually not your fault. You don't know what to do next. It's not your fault. You know, maybe somebody hasn't shown you the way, but I can tell you this. There are people that are willing to show you the way. And if you're willing to act upon it, you're going to see results. You're going, you're going to make a difference, you know, in your circle, right? And, and your life and, and those around you will forever be changed for the better because of that. But you have to want it. 
You have to want that more than anything else that you wanted in your life. So if you look back on this year, whether you had, you know, that, that freaking hemorrhoid or not, look back where you started and where you're at now. And then look back or look ahead to the next 90 days. Do you know where you're going? What's your next move? What plan is in place so you don't repeat the last seven months? I can give you the definition of success. And I think for most of you, um, you're going to think it's different than what I tell you. It's not, a, it's not about making a million dollars. Don't fall for all those memes or memes, whatever you call them on social media about making my next million or, or hustling and grinding or that 28-year-old kid in front of the Ferrari. I tell you what, he rented that to take that picture. So the definition of, of success is, in my opinion, having complete control over your time and having complete control over your money. You don't need a million-dollar salary for that. You have to figure out for yourself what steps you have to take to have complete control over your time, to have complete control over your money. Is it $100,000 a year? Is it just getting rid of an expensive car? Is it downsizing your house? You're the only one that can actually determine that. But the worst thing that you could do is compare yourself to others that look like success, but have no control over their time or money. And the only way any of that is going to happen is action, because you can't skip that part. Uh, John Byes, you know, says... Action is the antidote uh, to despair. So anything that is not working in your life, you have to be in some form of action in a completely different direction for that to change. And that's going to start with taking ownership of where you're currently at. And without that, you're never going to get out of your own way. And if you're waiting for actual motivation to show up, motivation doesn't exist um, until you get into action and you start seeing results. I'm going to end with this. Here's the definition of insanity doing the same things over and over, but expecting different results. You don't need to settle for mediocrity. Here's how you can help serve the world. If this brings you any value at all, subscribe on the platform you listen on, write a short review so more people can hear the value of other real people sharing their stories on this podcast. You can email me at jeff at risingup.com. Follow me on Facebook under Rising Up, on Instagram at rising.up, and also on LinkedIn under Jeffrey Riser. I encourage you, connect with me, share your thoughts on this episode, share some thoughts on how I can serve you better on this podcast. Always remember, you don't have to be perfect to be amazing. Keep rising up with me each week. Your host, Jeff Reiser of the Rising Up Mentality. We will see you next week.